Hey, my name is Rio and Kolehi is my theme. Welcome to my first ever, 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 official episode of Confessions of a Curly Girl. The show where we love and accept ourselves as we are. I'll be a host and this episode is all about the big chop. The start of embarking on a curly hair journey after years of damage from heat and chemicals. To me, the big chop it wasn't just a haircut. Oh, it isn't just a haircut. It's a declaration of self-love and acceptance. To me, it signifies breaking free from the pressures that were placed on me to conform to a certain standard, embracing my natural beauty. The desire to be authentic, to be seen, and to be comfortable in my own skin. And after the big chop, I have a few goals that I wish to achieve, so I'd really like to steer clear of using heat and chemicals on my hair. I'm not saying that I won't. I probably will use heat on my hair again in the future, but it's not something that I will do on a regular basis like I used to do before. And then I'd like to find products that promote moisture retention in my hair, because currently I have a hair that's it's very thirsty. So I'd like to find products that promote moisture retention i like to eat healthily to make sure that i'm feeding my body with what it needs to build the hair structure that needs to be built because i can't just expect the outside to do what it needs to do it starts from the inside and also i want to stay hydrated and then gentle hair care previously i think i was a bit rough with my hair so now i'd like to go into you know Chinto parenting. <laughs> Bro, the way I cut my hair, I just grabbed a kitchen scissor and like it, I didn't even go to a professional hairstylist. And looking back now, I feel like if I wasn't in such a spontaneous mood, I probably would have planned it a bit better. But I just took the scissor and I didn't even have the cuts to go short right away so i just trimmed it and i went from having middling hair hair that was in the middle of my back it's hard for me to describe how long it was it was past my shoulders in the middle of my back like middling longish kind of hair and i cut it into a bob like a pixie cut it was under my ears and when it was wet it was much shorter and then i kind of got used to the length and where it was and every day for the next three or four days, I just started cutting my hair shorter and shorter and shorter until it was very short. And if you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, you'll know how short my hair was. Because as this episode goes live, I'm going to be posting a picture of myself of my hair and how it's grown over the past six months. So if you're interested, you can head over there and check it out. It was quite short. But it was a gradual process. I think this way I got used to it. Like, you know, I got used to it. It was a soft launch. It was, I just had to ease myself into having short hair. And I didn't just have a drastic change. I'm not sure how I would have handled the drastic change. But I'm glad I did it this way. <laughs> I decided to make the big job after years of struggling with the pressure of having long straight hair. Like I'm telling you, for me, 
the big chop was a powerful act of rebellion. It was a way for me to redefine my beauty on my own terms. And as I stood in front of that mirror with the scissors in my hand, I felt this mix of emotions. I can't even explain it to you. I, I, I was scared. I felt liberated. I felt like, what did I just do? There's no going back. But with each snip, I shed not only my hair, but also the expectations that weighed me down for so long. Wow, I felt free. If I'm honest with you, I felt free. For me, the big job was about reclaiming control over my appearance and letting go of the fear of judgment. Because every time I did something that was physically laborious, my hair would mince. And if you are not South African, if you're listening from overseas, what mince means, it's like when your roots, they just crimp and shrink and the rest of your hair is straight and it's just a hot mess. When I swam, like my life was so limited. I wasn't able to do a lot of things because if my hair was styled and it was done and it was quote-unquote beautiful, There were so many things I couldn't do. I couldn't run. I couldn't play. I couldn't swim. I couldn't get my hair wet. Bro, I needed to reclaim my life. And that is what the big chop meant for me. I discovered a newfound confidence. For me, the big chop became a symbol of strength and self-assurance. When my friends and my colleagues saw me, they were shook. They couldn't believe what I did. They couldn't believe that my hair that was so long and straight was now all of a sudden short and curly. Because I didn't tell anybody that I was planning to do this. I just did it. (laughs) They were shook. But in the best way, everybody gave me compliments. My manager told me I looked beautiful. Everybody was just telling me like, Rio, oh my word, your hair looks so good. And... I got a lot of advice from fellow curly girls but what I will say is that most of the advice I received I felt like it didn't apply to me because my experience was very different to the experience that they had with me. Hence why I'm starting this podcast because everybody's got a different experience and maybe if you're listening you might have a similar experience to me and maybe you have a different experience and that's also cool. Some of the initial challenges that I faced with having short hair was like knowing how to style my hair. You know, I had my go-to hairstyles for my long hair, like a slick back bun or curls or braid or half up, half down, whimsical kind of hairstyles. And now all of a sudden I just had to change it up and learn on the fly. It was hard. It was really a challenge. But luckily, I discovered some products, and at the moment, my favorite, my go-to favorite is Auntie Jackie's Curl La La Curling Cream Custard. Bro, this thing is so good. It's so amazing. It moisturizes my hair. I think it's the ingredients inside. It's got shea butter and olive oil, and it really just makes my hair bouncy. It locks in the moisture. It's everything that I want in a product. And then what I've also discovered recently is, again, Auntie Jackie's. I'm just saying, you know, the Auntie Jackie's range here. <laughs> it's the 
Auntie Jackie's don't shrink elongating curling gel. That product controls the frizz. Like they, Auntie Jackie really understood the assignment over here when it comes to controlling frizz with that gel and the hold. If you are struggling with frizz, go get yourself that. Try it. Let me know in the comments. I don't even know if podcasts have comments, but let me know in the comments if you try it. How did it work for you? Because I love it. I really think it defines my curls. It reduces my frizz. It holds the curl. Oh my gosh. I can't rant and rave enough about Auntie Jackie's curl line. Don't shrink. <laughs> Now, six months later, six months after my big job, I've been contemplating starting this podcast for a very long time, for six months, and I was like, do I start it at the point that I do this big job because I know the anxiety and the fear that I'm feeling right now, and am, am I going to remember these emotions when I, if I do, when I do start the podcast, and I didn't know how to start the podcast, and then I just decided today I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna start it and it's six months later and I've learned so much about my hair in the meantime it's at a place where people are starting to tell me that my hair is unbelievable people are asking me for advice on how to achieve the goals that I have what am I doing and for me I'm literally like just water I don't shampoo my hair anymore I just use conditioner and water and I style it using my hands and I have a few tools so I'm at a place right now where I'm I'm really loving the way my hair is turning out and I feel that I have a little bit of knowledge it might not be a lot right now but it's a little bit of knowledge to share on how to get your curls popping <laughs> I will say that around month three that's when I noticed like, wow, my curls are actually starting to curl right now. I think that's when everybody around me started realizing as well. Like, wow, this is actually a thing. You know, we don't have to have straight hair all the time. Especially the older generation. Everybody always, like when I first started, when I cut my hair right on this curly hair journey, when I first started on this curly hair journey, Everybody was asking me to straighten my hair so that they could see it. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you can literally see my hair. Open your eyes. Look at my hair with your eyes. You can see my hair. They're like, yes, but we want to know how long it is. And that's that's the thing with curls as well, eh? Is that you're never going to truly see the length of your hair because of the nature of a curl. Like, it's just never going to be as long as a straight strand of hair and everybody wanted me to use heat on me and I'm just thinking like so the reason I chopped all of my hair off is because it had heat damage so that's not that's what we're not gonna do <laughs> that is exactly what we are not gonna do just to bring it back I have really grown to love my hair from the three month mark because that's when I started seeing the progress and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I learned so much about my hair in the process. So for me personally, I have multiple curling patterns on my head. And it 
ranges from 3A to 4B or 4A. And I've learned to take care of my hair in a way that makes it look good. I think it looks good. I receive compliments on a daily basis, so I think other people also think it looks good. <laughs> I think my biggest tip would be, like if I were to offer you a tip on, on doing your hair, you know, I would say, do your hair in small sections. You know, when you, when you get out the shower and you, or it's a wash day maybe, and it's time for you to apply your products, do it in smaller sections. Because the smaller the sections you're doing, the more definition you're going to achieve. Out of this whole journey that I've decided to embark on, eh, I'm telling you, my self-esteem has never been higher. I haven't had a more positive self-image. I used to hate my hair. My mother used to relax my hair because she did the best she knew at the time. And she has the most gorgeous waves. My mother's hair is, I want to say, 2B waves. She has the most gorgeous, soft, wavy hair. And yeah, I come along this child with extremely curly hair. And it wasn't manageable because I don't think anybody, you know, when you have a kid, you're not given a handbook to say, this is how you need to take care of a kid. This is the kind of hair they have and this is the best way to take care of it. And it was a struggle, you know. I remember having my scalp with scabs on for a few days after my hair was relaxed because the chemicals were too harsh for my scalp. But we needed to do what we needed to do. And because of that, I, I grew this mentality of uh, I am not beautiful as I am. I need to process my hair. I need to use chemicals to get my hair to behave to act in a certain way i need to use heat to tame my unruly rebellious hair and now in my adult life i'm learning to love myself as i am and to see myself for the beautiful person that i am i never believed that my hair was beautiful or that i had nice hair and now I realize that even though I don't have straight hair, that doesn't mean that I don't have nice hair. I've got beautiful hair. I've got beautiful, bouncy, full, voluminous, curly hair. And I love it. I want to take a second to speak to you. I mean, I've been speaking to you for the past, I don't know how long. <laughs> But I've been speaking about myself and my journey and my experience with a big job. And what I want to say to you is that I want to tell you that it's going to be okay. If you are at the point where you want to take the big job, do it. I want to encourage you to take that step. Don't hold back. I don't think that it's something that you'll regret. I think that there are many ways that you can go on your natural hair journey. You could decide to grow your hair, you know, leave the 
damage there at the ends and then grow your hair and then once you have enough regrowth then chop off what you want to chop off that's one way to do it another way to do it is to just go completely for the big chop which i didn't do another way to do it is to gradually cut your hair shorter over a few days that's what i did but if you are at that place where you decide right you are ready to take this big chop you are not alone I've done it and I'm stronger for it. If you need more tips and tricks and hair care stuff, you can hit up my Instagram. You can also follow my TikTok. And talking about TikTok, I just like to go into a QA session. I received a few questions. I don't know why I just started now because I'm I'm new to all of this podcast podcasting. And yeah. I received a few questions over on TikTok. The first question that I received, well, I've received a lot more, but the first question that I'd like to look at that I got over on TikTok is from Baby Cakes, from Musical Baby Cakes. And Baby Cakes says, I see the one side of your hair shrinks just as mine does. How do you prevent shrinkage? Well, I do believe that it's impossible to have zero shrinkage. If you have curly just due to the nature of the curl a curl is always going to be shorter than a straight strand of hair so i don't think that achieving no shrinkage or preventing shrinkage is a very realistic goal for us to be striving for but what i will say is that what we would like to achieve is definition of our curls so yes our curls are going to shrink even when your hair is longer, it's longer when it's wet. Then when it's dry, it's also going to shrink. So what I would say is that we want to minimize frizz. We can try and look into minimizing frizz, maximizing definition of the curls. The next question I got is from Tracy Kuti, asking me where did I buy my brush. My brush, Tracy, I bought years ago. I bought it before I was even a natural girly and I bought it at Duskim. I don't even know how much I paid for it. I bought it because it was the most affordable brush on the line and I just needed something for the shower. And years later, I've still got the brush. And if you are interested to find alternatives i did post a video over on my tiktok so you can head over there and find the video where i will suggest which brushes for you to use and then the last question i got is from jose the single dad lifestyle 143 jose i hope i'm pronouncing your name correctly i don't know if it's jose or jose jose says i need advice on growing my curls man okay my advice in a quick way i this is probably a topic on its own. Like I could probably go into this and make this a full episode. I think I'll do that. I think I'll do that, Jose. Thank you for the idea. How to grow your curls or advice on growing your curls. Number one, I would say be very gentle with your hair. Finger detangle. When you comb in your hair, start from the bottom, work to the root. Use a product when you are detangling your hair. Use a wide tooth comb. Try to minimize heat and chemical use on your hair. If you must, use a heat protector if you have to. But otherwise, just 
stay away completely. Don't even think about that. Just like, you know, embrace the natural way. I would say eat properly, you know, because what you put in is very important. And stay hydrated, I think, as well. But I think that this is a full episode that I need to go into detail about advice on how to grow your curls. And I really like that idea. Thanks, Jose. I think that might be my next episode. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. If you would like to submit a question, please do that. Head over to my TikTok. Pop me a question. You never know. I might feature you on my podcast. Head over to my Instagram. Reply on my stories. Um always posting a story on instagram with a question with something that you can provide input to so head over to tiktok head over to instagram drop a comment on my youtube channel question you never know i could be answering your question Nick. it's a beautiful spring day and the kids are playing outside it's about five o'clock in the afternoon so if you hear some some stuff it's because i don't have a studio that is a soundproof studio I'm literally just recording this podcast on my desk in my one-bedroom apartment and kids are gonna be kids. (laughs) The Big Chop is a deeply personal and empowering experience. It's about embracing imperfections, celebrating individuality and finding beauty in authenticity. It's not just a physical transformation, it's a journey towards self-discovery and self-acceptance. And you know what? Side note, my dog has been really good. She just took herself to the bedroom and went to go lay down because she said, Oh, I know that you're going to be busy making a podcast now. I'm just going to go go have a nap. Or maybe she just had a nap because it's hot. I don't know. (laughs) But before I close, I'd like to leave you with this thought. Our he doesn't define us. Our choices do. The big chop for me represents the freedom to choose how we want to present ourselves to the world unapologetically and authentically. Remember, your beauty is unique, your story is powerful, and your worth is immeasurable. Talk to you soon. Stay beautiful, girlfriend. Bye.